Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to have my roommate, Laura, with me this episode to discuss the two shows we recently binged upon our return from Zambia. It was one of those situations where the show would end, we'd look at each other and both agreed without using words that we were invested enough to move on to the next episode, even though it was way past our bedtime. Let me tell you, The Crown and The Lost Kitchen are worth your time. We are committed individuals, dear listener, and it is our job to trudge through hours of content so you don't have to if you don't want to. I've built my podcast on this fact alone and my blog before that. And I will continue to devote my time to watching way more TV than normal people because I'm a professional and I love you dearly. You, my friend, are worth it. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 330 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with Laura. Welcome, welcome. It's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be back. We are talking all things crowns and chefs today. Very fun. I know, it's exciting. I think that it's important for everybody to know that we do a really good job of watching TV. We do. We do a really good job of listening to what people tell us we need to watch on TV. We do. Do you know what else? Huh. This is groundbreaking. Well, this is the first podcast we've done since we cut the cord. Oh my gosh. Tell everybody about cutting the cord and I believe was the best decision ever. It was a very good decision. So most of our friends, mm-hmm. most of our parents, mm. grandparents, <laughs> geriatric neighbors, they all told us you should get rid of cable yeah, and move to YouTube TV or some other streaming service. Yeah. And I mean, my parents have had it for like a year at least. At least a year. Mm-hmm. And um, we finally, finally did it. Mm-hmm. I went to the AT&T store and the AT&T representative actually said, <laughs> oh my goodness, you're paying a lot. For cable. And I mean, when the guy who works for AT&T is like, you're paying a lot, yeah, you're probably paying too much. There was just, a, I would say, a fear of yes. the live TV aspect of it. Will you get to watch your team? That's Will right. you get to watch your live, quote unquote, live event? That's right. There's a lot of Bachelor watching over here. That's Are right. we sure that everything's going to be over there? And it is. And I will say that we also have made the decision to have ESPN Plus, too. Oh, that will help. That's an extra layer of security. Because it's an extra layer of security, (laughs) even though we were watching the NFL last weekend with my parents. And the Chiefs game was like the one NFL game that was broadcast on... Peacock. Peacock, yes! Peacock. I mean, what in the world? I think that is just a travesty. I really do, too. I I think it's American football. It should be on one of the regular single-digit channels in and, your area. That's and ridiculous. I totally agree. Supposedly, NBC paid some, like, ridiculous... Stupid amount of money. Yes. Mm. For it. But 
they got one game. I'm intrigued to see what that viewership number for looks sure. Like and it's only like oh, because your dad did it. He's like, I don't have Peacock, but I'll pay five ninety nine for it. It's exactly people. right. So, but some people don't because right. they don't have smart TVs. They don't have access to that. I just, I did not. Mm. I also think that my dad might have already had Peacock. I'm sure. Wait, I did say remember, we did figure that. I out. Think I think he was like, I'll pay it, and then we were like, Hold up, before you pay it, let's just like click yeah, around and every see. username and every password. And thing at least in my world that's exactly but what right. we have been watching lately we, we went hard to the hole on which we were in zambia when the last season of the crown came out and yes. then december was just a blur of joyful and triumphant activity <laughs> and so we just got around to watching the last season of the crown and we loved it. And we loved it. I That's thought right. it was I thought it was very well done. And it's the end. It's it's see you later. Goodbye, Queen Elizabeth. And spoiler six <laughs> she dies. Not in well, sort of. Like kinda. Sort of. But it's um I thought it was season five and six were kind of more exciting for me, I think, because I lived it. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of me saying, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember. But there was a lot of stuff where we did the whole Google thing. Is mm-hmm. that real? Did that really happen? And one of them was Kate Middleton wanting to wear the risque outfit at the thing. and we, At the modeling thing? At the thing? modeling yeah. thing. I did a Google search, and yes, she wore a sheer dress. Just Shocking. Shocking. For Kate, but it was I. I enjoyed it more. Second because, thing that was shocking. What was that? They lived together. No, oh, they lived together, which I never knew. We I didn't know never that. knew that, and that's a thing. That's a that's a UK thing, and we're all just gonna eight of us pile in a house yeah. together and live together. No, I did, we I were did. just friends, right? Were you though? I think you were dating, Agreed. and that was an easy way to cover it up because oh, all these kids just live together mm-hmm. in this flat or house or whatever. But I think what I enjoyed about the crown most this this queen was played by Imelda Staunton, who you may know as Umbridge from Harry Potter. Yes, all I saw was Umbridge, and I'm I. I, I would get lost a little bit, but most of the time I would see You could pull back. Yes. But I think I'm going to do that for everybody. I'll do that for Daniel Radcliffe till the day he dies. I'm sorry. Right. Emma Watson will be Hermione. I, I can't. It's hard. Those are iconic characters. They are. It's very hard. Burned into our minds. The only one that doesn't do it for me is the Gary Oldman who plays the old crotchety man on that horse show. What's the horse one that you wanted to watch? And I Slow said, Horses. Slow Horses. On Apple he's, TV? Yeah. Um, he's show. Sirius Black, but I never see Sirius Black because he was young and black haired. Oh, yeah. And, oh, Good call. and so I don't, I don't see him as Sirius Black. Anyway, all that to say, The Crown has portrayed Queen Elizabeth's life between three different actresses. And what was really cool, I think, is they brought the other two back as right. a kind of her thinking about her old, her younger self mm-hmm. and then her middle self and now. And I thought that was really well done. I totally agree. I thought it was great. I liked it. The other thing that, again, I was sucked into was the Diana thing, Princess Diana, because my mom was one of the people who I think a lot of people were. She was mildly obsessed with Princess Diana. So would buy any magazine uh-huh. that had her on it. Was very interested in her fashion, very interested in her life. 
thought she was wonderful, was one of the people who got up at whatever o'clock in the morning to watch the the wedding of Diana and, oh, and Prince Charles. She that's was so fun. she was that person. And I had Prince Charles and Diana paper dolls. So of it was she did. a it was a thing. And whenever I guess because of my mom's influence and it was kind of always there when she died, I think it was a shock for a lot of people. But I remember it being hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I also remember thinking this had to be what my mom felt like when Elvis Presley died or <laughs> something like that. Because it was unexpected. She yeah. was young. We didn't, we didn't know. It, it was, it was, do you know where you were? Do you remember where you were? Were you too young? I do remember where I was. I will say I was at my parents' house. We had just finished high school. I was in high school. Yeah. We had just finished dinner. And it like came on the news and was kind Mm -hmm. of in the background where the TV was on, Mm -hmm. but we were kind of milling around in the kitchen and heard it. And I remember we stopped and stood in front of the TV and saw it. And yeah, but I will say that my family was not as obsessed about Diana or the royal family as a lot of people's were. And so I didn't really remember everything. Like multiple times in it, I'd be like, is this real? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I think that really happened. <laughs> and I'd be it's like, Googleable. do you remember it's this? Googleable. And she'd be now, like, yeah, yeah. let's just claim that 50% of it. We don't know. I mean, all these private conversations that are going on, they're, you know, right. we don't know if they said that or who said what. But I do remember I was at West Fest, which is like an outdoor festival in the tiny little town of West Texas. Right outside of Waco. Right outside of Waco. Where, where the check stop is. Yes. Where Best kolaches. In the world. In the world. Where, you know, I went to Baylor, which is in Waco, right down the street. And peop- and it was something, and every day, and then, but people would come and say, did you hear? I've, we just heard that Princess Diana died. And nobody had phones back then, of course. And so everybody goes back to their car to turn on the radio. Of course they do. To hear what it was. I can't imagine scrolling a radio, like yeah. scanning a radio scanning station. stations. And do you know what else is so weird that I remember about this? Is wow. so, so weird. That People Magazine ran a picture of her on the cover with nothing else. And it was the first time they had done it. There were no headlines. There were no words. It just said people at the top. And it was her picture on no there. No way. It was black and white. And I remember, because I was in media classes. I was in PR classes and branding and advertising and all of that. And our teacher brought it in and said, this is a bold move on people's part. Because yeah. they considered it art and wondered if people, like my mother maybe a little crazier than my mother or more obsessed with my mother would take it and frame it. And so then it's essentially a people magazine cover that is no framed. No way. Mm-hmm. I have it. I still have it. Of course you do. I do. Where I is do. it? It's under my bed, I believe. Do you want to frame it and put it on the wall? I do not. Okay. Mm-mm. But the other thing that I remember telling you is um, maybe inappropriate, but I remember it happening. Everybody noticing Oh, William has grown up at the funeral as they're walking behind. I mean, Harry still looks little. He yeah. still looks kind of junior high and boyish. But William, I believe he was 15 maybe. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, oh, William grown up. And then that was part of the, the season yeah. two is his celebrity and the queen realizing 
this may be a venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not a venue. This may be a lane for us. Yes. This may be a possibility. To harness that popularity there. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, not necessarily out with the old and in with the new, but Charles didn't have it. And yeah. Charles, nobody liked him because of Camilla. So I loved that. And I loved getting to know Princess Margaret more. Yeah. I think she's just saucy and I thought I thought she was great. Would you say they portrayed Harry as a little stinker this last yes. season? Why do you think 100%. they did that? You think that was a little bit too on the nose or what? I think I the I will say the two things that I disliked about this season mm-hmm. was one, the way they portrayed Harry. Yeah. And I think that's because they probably were trying to like jab at mm-hmm. him for leaving the royal family mm-hmm. and not going to give him much of a storyline but i felt like they kind of wanted to target him as the bad boy mm-hmm. rogue child mm-hmm. number two but it felt like they should have done something with the storyline yeah and he was always he never he was had an episode he was all, he <laughs> that's so spot on he was he was so that was the first thing that annoyed me about okay. it um, and the second thing is it, it and maybe it's because I kind of knew these people, or at least was more familiar with it. But it felt like there was a lot more fiction parts to it. Yeah. Like, there was a lot more times that we would say... Behind the scenes. We would say, yeah, yeah. do you know this happened? Right. Like, how do you know that conversation right. happened? Like, how do you know that went like that? For example, in the in the episode, one of the later episodes, William is told by his granny, the queen... You don't have to come to my Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Go be with your little girlfriend and, and watch with her family. Right. Which he did. And he's giving them insight of Granny hates stuff like this. And, oh, this is going to happen next. And But whatever she says about sacrifice and love of the people and everything moves him so much that he gets in his car followed by his bodyguard in another mm-hmm. car which i find odd don't you think if it's a bodyguard you'd be in the same car i don't know that that whole time i was like Ooh. i know but i mean maybe they're trying to give him a little bit of freedom and he's not really the next in line he's like two down maybe maybe i don't know maybe but i just keep thinking how are you supposed to protect his body if it's all the way up there in another car anyway doesn't matter he races across I'm pretty all sure of England. Parade in <laughs> all of England and is able to get on the balcony That's right. to be by Granny before she goes out there and waves to all the people. And I thought, you don't, maybe somewhere something was reported that he was with Kate Middleton. That You don't know what they were saying. You don't right. know all these phone calls that it had between exactly. Kate. So you're right. It did seem very fictional and i think probably previous seasons were fictional too yes but we didn't like we weren't as emotionally invested yes. in them as we right. are william and kate william and kate and harry and, and harry all and and all of them yeah and there were some where we were we we did say oh, i was kind of bored with that i think tony blair the prime minister gets an episode and we were kind of like mm-hmm. uh-huh. um we also didn't know that their last name was Wales. Yes! That is brand new information. I mean, you may judge us, and that's okay. Yeah. But we had no idea that this was a thing. Yeah. So he, And it changes. Yes! Based on... Because when the queen died, their last name changed. That's right. To, like, the kiddos, their names changed to Cambridge? No. It, I'm looking it up. We're going to look it up. We're because so the way this whole thing yes. happened was... 
Um, they say Prince Charles gives William a pen yes. to use as finals. Yes. And the pen is monogrammed on it, and it says W.Wales. Yep. And we're like, hold on. And so independently, without telling each other, we're both yeah. like, is that real? But we didn't really want to ask. And then Lindsay was like, stupid question, but is their last name Wales? Because like, Harry no calls himself Harry Wales. Right. I'm and only so, going to be Harry Wales. And I thought, Wales? Who would we go to? Yep. But our resident expert for <laughs> royalty right. issues, which is our good friend Martha. <laughs> Let me, I would love to read the text exchange. Yes. Please this do. Is so, Martha. Please do. I said, we have a very important question for you to answer that may make us sound stupid, but we trust you not to make fun of us. And Martha says, go on. And that's it, because she's the best. <laughs> and I said, we're watching season six of The Crown, and Harry calls himself Harry Wales. And then Prince Charles gifts. William, a pen that reads W. Wales. Is their last name Wales? And then she says, because we know they're called the Princes of Wales. Right, we get that. We get that. And then he says, she said, they don't have last names. Shocking. But for the purposes of school and army, they use Wales because Charles was the Prince of Wales. That is shocking information. When Will and Kate were Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, their kids went by George Cambridge. Charlotte Cambridge. Shocking information right there. And then she said, now Will and Kate's kids go by Wales. Because they're now Wales. they're now Wales. And I thought, how hard for little Lewis, who has trouble sitting in his seat anyway this little guy is like well my last name changed okay i'll do this now learn how to write that in cursive buddy i don't know it's crazy but it was that was fun stuff that was really fun that's really fun stuff and that's probably the reason why we love the crown so much yeah yeah, because of things like that and because we really did like google stuff to be like is this real is this real we did that all six seasons yes all six seasons and it's fascinating um, the other fascinating thing that we want to talk about is um, the Lost Kitchen. Have you heard of it? Because oh, you should. Heck yeah, you should. It's something that apparently we got on the bandwagon late because anytime you ask somebody, they're like, "Yeah, totally, I know it." But it is, or you have people that are like, "Huh? Is yeah. there a kitchen somewhere? What? Who? Um, why don't you explain to everybody?" quickly what the lost kitchen is that you can watch on discovery plus or the magnolia network or mm-hmm. whatever that is so there's a lady named Erin french she's a chef high-end chef it's a it's a true story kind of a, a discovery show or hgtv show kind of like yes. that but about a, about a, a docu-series docu-series that's a perfect mm-hmm. explanation and Erin french used to be a chef in some big city like boston or new york or someplace like mm-hmm. that but she's originally from freedom maine teeny Teeny, tiny, little town in the middle of nowhere, Maine. And so she loses her restaurant, ends up getting a divorce. There's kind of all sorts of mm-hmm. issues. And she ends up moving back to this really small town of Freedom, Maine, where her mom and dad live. Mm-hmm. And she decides she wants to start a restaurant there. Yeah. She starts it in a food truck. And then it eventually expands and expands and expands and gets more popular. The best parts about the restaurant, though, are... One, she gets all the ingredients from, like, local areas. Yes. Like, whatever's fresh that day. Literally. Is what she uses. Literally. Second, she uses and employs most of, mostly women mm-hmm. who live in Freedom, Maine. Mm-hmm. Who are, like, friends of hers. Yeah. Who don't have any training, Mm-mm. but she just, like, teaches them and trains them. Yeah. And they start and operate this, like, Michelin star restaurant. Yes. It's not really a Michelin star, but it's a Michelin star-esque restaurant. Yes. 
So it's really high-end food, like small plates and mm-hmm. massive number of courses. 12 courses, five hours. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she, the last part that makes it really intriguing is to get a reservation at Freedom Maine. Because after you listen to this podcast, you're going to think, like, I need to go to Freedom <laughs> and I want to eat at the Lost Kitchen. That's like, right. How do I do that? <laughs> so how do I get a reservation at the Lost Kitchen? Yeah. Well, you do it by sending in a postcard. Yes. Because supposedly the post office was going to try to close in this teeny tiny town because no one was sending mail anymore. And to save the post office, she said, to get a reservation, you have to mail in a postcard. Cannot call in. Cannot call. So you mail in a postcard. Last year, they got... 70,000. Yes. (laughs) 70,000 postcards. We're still not sure, like... Do they just draw them randomly? Yes, I think they do. Do they pick them? Because some of them have pretty great stories that yeah. attach to them. So yeah. I think you also have to be a little creative with it. But it only operates from like May to October. October, yeah. Then, and you supposedly, if your postcard gets drawn, you get to like pick one of those dates. Like mm-hmm. they give you a couple of options. Mm-hmm. So you have time to like buy a flight to yeah. Maine to get there. But this show highlights kind of her story, the story of the restaurant, and then a lot about the food. What they're going to eat that week. Like what they but make. That's, that when Laura says, whatever's available that week, and I kept going, literally, literally. It is, literally. She gets lists from right. local, you know, whoever, saying, I got carrots. And she's like, so this week we're going to get a lot of carrots and I'm just going to make a carrot souffle and a warm carrot soup and a carrot cake. And it's going to be lovely. And she may use it in three of the 12. But then, you know, fennel. Yay. We got got rhubarb over here. Or, hey, this huge tuna just came in. Talking about Googling things, there were lots of times when I was like, what is rhubarb? (laughs) Like, I've heard that term before. Why is she so excited about shallots right now? How do I hear, how do you cook fennel? Like, does a fennel soup sound good to anybody? But it's amazing how she'll say, you know, "Mm, it's the end of the season and we just don't have much in the whatever category but oh we've got apples that's so, right yeah, it's, it's it's high apple seed. it's a, it's the last of the whatever but yes. the first of the apples and everything is um you're thinking she's so down to earth from a her dad worked she worked a diner she right. flipped burgers her dad had a diner but he made this comfort food. And th- just think your diner foods, your mm-hmm. meatloafs, your burgers, your all of that. And then her mom was apparently some great cook too. Mm-hmm. But it's not like she went to school for this because no. she did not. And so I think there's some giftedness there, some blessing right. of, hmm, uh, I'm going to put this and this together and I'm going to add some heavy cream and then some garlic and onions. Right. And, oh, oh, it tastes pretty good. And this is my go-to recipe, but I'm just going to add, I'm going yeah, to sub out some yeah. ingredients here <laughs> and just see what I can do. Yeah, because that's what she has according to the farmer down right. the street. And I, I love how she assumes that we're all cooking that way because oh, yeah. our, our favorite thing we've been saying lately is, well, everybody has what they need to make a Waldorf salad in their, <laughs> in their refrigerator. To be clear, we do not have what we well, need to make a Waldorf salad. Number one, we had to look up Waldorf salad, which do you want to know what the main ingredient I of would. Waldorf salad is? I would is? love to know. Celery. Yeah. Who has 
celery and I made fun of it. I thought, what in the world? And I've asked probably three people now, would you have the makings of a Waldorf salad? Number one, they know what it is. Number two, they all say yes. Like, oh yeah, celery, walnuts, some apples, apples and grapes. Oh, yeah, I've got that. that. I thought, who is buying celery? And I thought like, I've what never purchased celery. vegetable. Why ever. would you ever? Give me spinach. And give me that carrot, whatever. I also don't understand these people that are like, well, of course you just have nuts in your freezer. Who has nuts in their freezer? I've got ice cream in my freezer. I don't have nuts in my freezer. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's it's great. And she takes her quick Waldorf, you know, yes. we're going to do this real quick. And I'm going to whip up some homemade ice cream and I'm going to sprinkle some ginger something something glaze on it and let it. It was just a thing. And and there's a, well, I don't know why this stuck with me, but I want to throw a party where it's really cold outside. <laughs> That's got to be this and weekend. This is our last this cold weekend this we've got. The Arctic freeze is gone, but I want to serve soup in a flask. How Agreed. awesome was that? How so brilliant cool. is that? It was so cool. Who needs a thermos? Give me my flask. Oh I my gosh. Cute. That, and that was, was great. a fish fry night. Yes. She did an ice fishing thing that's not part of her restaurant. It was, you know, season's coming. It was going to be great. but And it was for friends and family and people that worked there and stuff like that. All of that to say, we are going to send in a postcard. We Absolutely. have friends. Our friend Kristen has sent in several. The last several has not been picked. And if one but, of you who's listening gets picked, <laughs> choose your favorite friend, Lindsay Ray, and let her go too. You could come too. You're more of a foodie than me. Pick Laura before you. Pick That's me. right. You're right. Totally pick me. Pick me before me. Because we did have this conversation where I was like, I mean, would you go and eat this stuff? Yeah. Because I'd shove it down. Lindsay is not a. Um, no, I'm not. She doesn't have a very sophisticated palate yeah. for. I have fancy a sophisticated food. fourth grader palate. That's what exactly I say. right. I mean, dinner is coming now, and it's tater tot casserole. Hey, now. I mean, I gotta love, and banana pudding. (laughs) And banana pudding. You gotta love that. I love yellow and beige. One of the coolest things, though, Mm -hmm. I think, was the tuna. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. but she gets this piece of tuna that looks like... A log? A log. Mm -hmm. Like a... Carrying on her shoulder. carrying it on her shoulder mm-hmm. out of this, like, huge freezer they have. Mm-hmm. And then she carefully carves this into mm-hmm. tuna fillets that she serves. And it was incredible. Yes. Like, and she's saying, I got to be very careful because I got to get... I think the restaurant holds between 40 and 45. Yeah. And it starts at kind of dusk and it goes through the end of the night. And, and it really is. They are cooking right there in front of yeah. you. And they have their plating stations right in front of you. And everything down to the utensils. Right. Down to the edible flowers that they're picking yep. off of their. But, you know, the edible flowers are from her friend so-and-so's garden over there. And so, oh, and it really is. It really is a dinner that lasts all night long. Mm-hmm. Like, it is 12 courses. Yeah, 12 courses. 12 courses and, and five them, hours. Yeah, and some of them are bites of this and little nibbles. Here's your little nibble tray. Nibble plate. Little nibble plate. This for your little nibbles. But, but even her nibble plate is like, and I, I made these saltine crackers. I made crackers. these crackers from, that we've been making here at the Lost Kitchen for the last nine years. But this is what you'll hear. I mean, join with me, Laura. This is what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, My man. gosh. Have you tasted Ooh. the... This is the best fill-in-the-blank I've ever had in my life. This is oh my so god, good. delicious. I mean, life-changing right here. 
That's the kind of stuff they're saying. Of course they're not going to put anybody on TV who's going, Ugh, but it's everyone, really everyone, it is multiple people who are sent up and they just close their eyes and shake their head. Mm, I can't believe yep. this. Oh my goodness. That was my favorite. Nope. That was my favorite. Oh my goodness. And it, it makes you want to go to it experience really does. that. And now I've gotten so excited. Like, I feel like I'm getting to go. Well, there is the luck of the Laura that we talk about. I know, and so I but I feel like I've exhausted it. I think you might get picked. And the problem is going to be you can't take everybody. I know. And that's so what who we're, are you going to choose. We're trying to pick people that we think would um, appreciate it. Yep. That enjoy eating different types of food. Right. Or kind of having these types of experiences. People who are available at a moment's notice <laughs> to fly to Freedom, Maine. I mean, I, which I guess we're going to have to fly into Boston, yeah, you fly to and, Boston then drive and drive our way up. Yeah. yeah. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The restaurant is in an old mill. Yep. And so, like, in, in the wintertime, yeah. it's freezing <laughs> and there's like ice and snow. Yeah. And, and she's now expanded. She has like a cookbook. She's got, she's got a memoir. She's got cabins. Yes. Like individual cabins where you could. Uh, stay. I think there's like six or seven of them, but and you can stay the night. Yeah. And there's three seasons, I think, of mm-hmm. it. And so one of those seasons is kind of COVID. Yeah. Because and how they pivoted for that. They had to suddenly pivot to mm-hmm. go back. Or maybe there's four seasons. I can't remember now. I think four. Yeah. And one of them was, no, there's three. And the middle one is COVID. Yeah. Where she's having to pivot on having meals outside and doing these cabins yeah so that people can like eat in a cabin and be like your Mm -hmm. party can Mm -hmm. be because covid hit march and they're that's whenever they would be choosing names and drawing stuff and they're not knowing what's going to happen and so later that season is when she's or is it the next year did they go through 2020 it doesn't matter i don't remember but later they're kind of pivoting i know she had the food outside Mm -hmm. at one time they ate at the picnic tables and you weren't inside but even when people walk in they're enamored by all of the candles and all of the flowers and the simplicity of the table settings but how there are details every I mean, we Little. haven't even talked about the edible flowers. I know. She cooks with the edible flowers All a the lot. Time. They're I've never right there. Pinch, pinch, pinch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing an edible flower. They just hired a gardener to try to help her grow her own edible flowers. Most of the time when you watch with Laura, she'd go, oh, I'd eat that. <laughs> oh, I'd eat that. True. <laughs> Every single time. A and then you have to go, oh, man, would you be ticked off if you got the fennel, the fennel no. leak? But no. The you, time you I wouldn't. would be ticked off about is duck. <laughs> I am going to be mad if I get to go and duck is on the menu. And I know there's probably people listening to this podcast that are like, oh, I love duck. Duck is so great. Succulent. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Trust me. I've watched all the seasons and there's a lot of other better things than duck. Like it is, there are great options on there and I'd be pissed if I got duck. Yeah. She doesn't do a lot of fried things because we were thinking too, what if you're gluten sensitive what if like our friend Ronelle can't have seafood it would be really hard for her to go because i think but given that she's in maine they Mm. eat lots of seafood like they made these lobster cones yeah like an ice cream cone was like an ice cream cone that was of course homemade yeah and then like little chunks of like lobster in it yeah and you pop it in your mouth and you just pop it in your mouth and eat it and then people are like oh this is the best thing i've ever had and you're like i know it is she's probably like yeah i do this every night (laughs) She does every night, like, clink her class, 
and she has this nice little toast yeah. to welcome to freedom welcome to freedom mm, that's right it's so, so fun and the other thing i do like about it i mean there's so many things i like about mm-hmm. it but she also highlights all the other people in the community yes like she'll go to like the neighboring the dairy lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. The beer or, guy. Or the neighboring farm that mm-hmm. grows the that, that raises the pigs mm-hmm. that oh, are yeah. used for the and pork. You eat it later. And yeah, that is it's true. Okay. That's that sad, happens. but it's that part of circle it's of life. life. Mm-hmm. And it, but that's cool too, because yeah. they're like they find people that like make their own coffee. Yeah. And there's a local lady up there that has made the Lost Kitchen coffee blend. Yeah. And it's like a special blend that Aaron was a part of to help make this blend. Mm-hmm. That's like really good coffee. Mm-hmm. And they'll drink the coffee and be like, this is so good. The coffee is so good. It's We it's should good. also say she's remarried to a guy, like an old media, not old, but a media guy who used to be in the media business. Right. And that seems pretty legit. Very, very much in love with him. They seem, seem to be great partners in crime. Absolutely. He's very big cheerleader of hers. Uh-huh. But you can tell kind of works the back end of that and just lets her be creative in the kitchen. And um, he kind of oversaw the projects of the uh-huh. cabins that were being built. Uh-huh. And they just recently opened a store yeah. on the second floor of the mill. And he yeah. seems really great. Yeah, he, he does really seem really great. So that's also a lot of it, too. Like, their anniversary, and, oh, I'm going to do something real quick, and I, I haven't made a wedding cake since 2004, and I'm going to whip this up real quick. And, and it's like a layered, gorgeous happening? cake. Um, Everything, you, though, is, yeah. is an ordeal. Like, he, she will just say, I just wanted to do something cute and sweet for the staff before dinner service. <laughs> so she'll make, like... I'm going to put together these little tiny sliders with homemade cheese and house-made pickles, pickles. and fresh gonna... bread that yeah. I baked. <laughs> and, like, it's just no big deal. I'm just going to put these together right here. And I made this, like, little special aioli sauce that we're going to put on it. And this is just for you as a thank just, you just for working quick, hard. Just, it wasn't any big deal. Real quick. And it wasn't to her. It, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't. For me, I'd be like, here's a PBJ. <laughs> this is what you got as your thank you for working hard. A PBJ and a can of Pringles. <laughs> and that's what I got for you. It's because we don't find joy in that process. And she does. Because that is her yeah. creative outlet. Right. That is her, you know, even when she says, I just, I'm, I'm just going to go home real quick and make some chili. It'd be a three hour process right. for her go home real quick and make the chili. That's exactly right. And I will say that I recognize there are people out there in this world mm-hmm. that do this. In mm-hmm. fact, I used to have two roommates that mm-hmm. were twins, mm-hmm. and they were identical twin sisters, and they were just like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember on multiple occasions, we'd be like getting ready to walk out the door, and they would say, we need to get a really quick snack. And like my idea of a really quick snack would grab be a turkey the, sandwich. Grab the whatever. That's or in the cupboard. a granola bar. That yeah, would be see, what they we're don't having. have granola bars because they make their own That's granola. exactly right. And I remember <laughs> these girls would go out to like our little tiny herb garden that we had in the back of our house <laughs> and they would pick basil and they would put like hummus on a tortilla <laughs> and then they would like sprinkle this. Oh, there's a little leftover chicken. Let's sprinkle a little <laughs> leftover chicken. And do we have any cheese? Could we grill this? Do you think we have like five minutes that we could put this in the oven? And I'd be like, guys, the movie is starting. <laughs> Like, we're walking out the door. And they'd be like, oh, it takes two seconds. Just two seconds, I'm going to wrap this up. And we'll just take it with us to go. And I would be like, this is insane. I got my, like, chewy granola bar sitting right here. And I was like, this is what I was going to eat as my snack. So I understand that there are people out there. there. But I think that's maybe the reason why we love this show so much. Is that we don't understand. We're not like that. We're so impressed by tiny things. That's exactly right. I mean, the lobster meat in the cone. 
was really incredible. Cute. The other thing that was one of our was one of your favorites, yeah. the popsicle. Yeah, and the, the snow popsicle. With the maple. That was maple maple yes. syrup that she tapped from the tree. Of course, they she did. just tapped the they tree. Just tapped the first tree of the season, and she got the first maple, and she sprinkles it in snow and just makes little lollipops for everybody. Here you go with actual sticks. Yes, twigs. That twigs she found from, from like, the tree. Uh huh. And that wasn't the entire dessert, but it was no. like an extra, extra dessert as you just leave. for fun. Here you, as you go, leave. a fun lolly. As you and leave. they would love this. They would like, oh, oh so cute. And then she goes with her mom, and she's, you just have to be in nature. I just have to be in nature, and that's where I recharge. I'm gonna take my snippers and my backpack that looks like a basket, <laughs> an open basket backpack, right. and she just. Oh, this is my cedar tree. And her mom's like, would you like to know where I get my moss? And I thought, moss? Who does this? And they're this? pulling moss. And they're snipping cedar. Yeah. And she pulls it. Because, oh, no, rosemary's gone for the season. So we have to put in Caesar. And my favorite quote from Laura this year was like, I'm pretty sure Kroger down the street has rosemary in it. But I'm telling nope, you. Nope. It's I have gotta come never from the ground <laughs> to the table. I have never walked into a grocery store. <laughs> And said, like, they're out of rosemary. The grocery store is out of rosemary. So I can understand that you might not be able to find, like, a 200-pound tuna floating right, by for right, extra right. tuna. But the rosemary you could find. She gathers her sticks and her moss and, you know, makes something mm-hmm. with it back at the at the lodge, at the lost kitchen. Just, no big deal. We're going to put this moss underneath the thing and I'm going to put mini bites of whatever on top of it. Okay. She's also very into what? presentation, yeah. which I do like too. It's mm-hmm. It just looks really fun. It's good. It's really good. You should give them both a try. The Crown and the Lost Kitchen. Um, maybe don't send in a postcard because we want our shot. Yeah. Our or if you do, <laughs> put, in, put in our names. I don't think you can take more than six. That's a stressful situation. It is. it is. We need to start doing a matrix and we do. throw it down. Our friends need to step up is what I'm saying. That's exactly right. I mean, it's... I I really feel like we're going to get picked. Like, so much so that I was actually thinking when I was planning out, like, 2024 and trips for 2024, <laughs> I was like, one, I mean, we got to put Maine in there somewhere. Question mark. And I really thought, this is real. Now, I mean, me and 70,000, I should also buy a lotto ticket. Because maybe I could win millions. <laughs> Who knows? And we'll never be It's a kind of just for us. We crave a different kind of Let me Hey, thank y'all for listening and thanks to Laura for recording this episode with me. I'm so thankful that I hit record. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there, left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. We didn't come from
affair and we'll never